the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Always giving me a giggle, and, and, and much to his surprise, by the way, oftentimes he finds that I actually agree with some of these wacky laws he has found for us. Um, welcome back, my friend. What you got for us this week? Andrea, if you agree with these laws, um, that's just, this is going to be awesome. So I think you're going to really, really like this one because I you know, was listening to your show beforehand and I, you, you're getting a little riled up. And then, of course, there's some, this is a California law. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the city. Uh, I didn't. It doesn't matter. The whole city, the whole state's crazy. It is illegal to pile horse manure higher than six feet on a street corner. (laughs) So that totally has to do with your story, what you're talking about beforehand, right? So if you are a politician and you are taller than six feet, you're going to be hauled away. Um, I guess, but I, but my question is, it's okay to put up with, with horse manure as long as it's like only five feet of it? Is that what we're saying? It's August, only five foot two. We're good. <clears throat> Wouldn't, okay, this is going to really sound convoluted, but I just had a flash in my mind that we've never had a president that was short, that was like below six feet, right? I don't think we have. So evidently, oh we've, got, we've got a requirement that we've got poo-poo <laughs> over six feet occupying the White House, apparently. You bring out the giggles in me and the total image. You bring out the third grader in me, Gary Bush. What can I, I know. And these are real, <clears throat> these are real laws. There's a guy, C.W. Plunkett from the Daily Republic. He did this whole piece on... California laws. And the thing is, his piece was on the stupid new laws because he had like 750 new laws just last year in California. And then he has these, you know, you can put laws on the books really easy, but getting them off is impossible. So that's what some of these come from. <laughs> so I thought this was better because, you know, you're a, you're a very articulate woman. So you're the professional <laughs> speaky person. I just and used so the word is- doo-doo on I don't think I'm that articulate. <laughs> Go on. Well, articulate but organic is good. Yes, okay, so, thank you. But this is in Belvedere City. So the Belvedere City Council, okay. made, they created an order, and I'm going to read the exact quote. Okay. okay. So you tell me what it means. Okay. No dog, shall be in pub, no dog shall be in a public place without its master on a leash. <laughs> what? Did I hear that no right? Dog no shall dog be shall be in public, public without with- its master on a leash. Yeah. Really? 
Okay, so my boy Gator loves that, that idea that because he wants to be in control. What is this about? Well, I just wonder if it, if you have to clean up the master's poop. <laughs> 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 We've officially gone off the rails on the Andrea K show. <laughs> it's not my fault. These are actually laws. Of I can't make this stuff up. I'm not that creative. That, do, that one doesn't but sound yeah. real to me. That is totally like National Enquirer level crazy. Styx doesn't well, believe that that's it, real. But some idiot wrote it. No dog, no dog should be in a lease in a public place without its no dog shall be in a public place without its master on a leash. It's just written cockeyed. It's oh. obvious to say, yeah, it's just that. It's written weird, right? Yeah. All dogs shall be on a, all dogs shall be on a leash, you know, instead of a oh, no dog public without its master gotcha. on a leash. Okay, gotcha. Okay, it's just written word, word weird. Fun. It's, it's a funkadelic. Yeah, okay. see? It's inarticulated. Yes. Gotcha. The rest of them are just really silly, silly ones. But okay. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Too. That, well, he gave the, me a the, laugh. The piling the horse manure on the corners six feet deep. I mean, that's just really funny. I well, they're all funny. And, and I'm mm-hmm. I, in an it, election year. It, it it as you as we started doing these segments. I mean, they were like they've always been weird, but I think that I bring out the third grader in you, Gary Quackenbush, because you are quite the mm-hmm. elegant and like classy, like professional dude. And I've got you to talk about horse manure and dog poo on my show, so I win because I've managed to bring Gary Quackenbush into my into my giggle fest. Adele, I, I, well, thank you. Should should you be thanking me that I brought you down to my level? I don't know, Gary Quackenbush. <laughs> I'm not, I think I think it's kind of a mutual thing. Mm. <laughs> hey, AK. Yes. This year, are you going to San Diego County Fair? We're going to be live on the Midway this year, right? We or, should I mean, be on, at the fair. I had to miss yeah. last year because of a health crisis, which I won't bore you I people know. with. I was so bombed; I had to pull the plug. I couldn't go. Um, so hopefully that's going to all be behind me. But you're going to have to, you know, look, little Mister Trim Waste uh, eats healthy. You're going to have to be willing to eat some deep fried stuff with me, okay? If you're going to hang oh, with me Australian at the fair, potatoes. Okay, I will. <gasps> so we so will do good. that. We can do taste testing. Yes. So what we'll do is, hey, during your show, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. be there during your show. Yes. And I will find anything I want on the fairgrounds, and you just have to eat it. I mean, food. Okay. Well, I will tell you this, and then we got to switch into some like upstanding and, and act serious. like we're legit serious people and talk about news you can use. But I, you have to understand, I have one major rule about food: I don't eat anything that looks like a booger. That okay. that includes oysters. Won't eat an oyster. Mm. I don't eat mushrooms. I don't eat escargot, and I don't eat boogers. So as long as you stay out of those, out of any of those areas, and this is legit, I will not eat escargot for that reason. I won't eat mushrooms for that reason. It just it's slimy, nasty. Ugh. So you pick anything else from that as long as it's batter dipped and deep fried and like a deep fried Oreo and and we're good. Okay. So news you can use this week. What do you have for us? Yes. So what I'm running into quite a bit in my practice is there are a lot of people that are listening to my show that are calling me and saying, Gary, you'd mentioned that after my parents died, that my brother, the trustee, should have given me a copy of the trust within 60 days of their death. And I say, yes. And they say, well, it's been like a year and a half and mm-hmm. my brother's refusing to tell me anything. 
And I, to me, that's alarming because yeah. when somebody is acting as a successor trustee, you, they, they have to act as a fiduciary, regardless of whether they know that or not. When you set up a living trust and you assign somebody, one of your kids or whatever, to be a successor trustee, they have a legal obligation to follow that trust. They can't do whatever the heck they want. They're subject to penalties. They're subject to sanctions, all kinds of stuff. So it, I just, I'm trying to get that message across. I mean, people are, they're trying to be like kind and well, you know, my brother's working hard. He's really busy. So I understand he hasn't talked to me in over a year, but I'm sure he's working hard on getting mom and dad's money to me. But it's like, no, Mm-mm. if he can't do it, then step aside. But I, it scares me when I hear so many people telling me that their successor trustee family member is kind of hiding the ball and not mm-hmm. telling them what's going on. Cause I'm going, if they're spending the money, honey, you are never going to get it back because it's going to be gone. So I think people are being a little bit too like patient and kind right. with their successor trustees and they need to hold their feet to the fire. That's why they were nominated. Well, don't you think that, well, <clears throat> yeah, because it's, it's kind of a juxtaposition in some ways, if you're like the, it, and it, it and I don't know about your family, but I know in mine, and I think it's kind of a general rule that the role you have, the role that each sibling has and each family member has in the family gets kind of solidified in the early years and that people, you know, family reunions and later in life or whatever get togethers just resume those roles, right? So right. if you've got one sibling that's kind of the take charge person, the type A, the ball buster guy, that's the one who typically is going to get selected to be the trustee. And that's good and bad because that's the person that you think is going to get things done. But then the problem is, is the meeker, milder siblings are kind of vulnerable. And because they're wired the way they are, the very thing that's wired, the very, the very way that they're wired, I'm saying, trying to say it backward, um, the reason why they didn't get chosen is because they're meek and mild, and that works against them in these situations, doesn't it? Exactly. And that's why I, I just think, yeah, being nice and kind and generous and, and polite and all that, that's fine. But letting yourself get run over is not fine um, because you, you just you find that the money's not invested properly or it's being used for something it's not supposed to or there's decisions being made that really are within your purview to decide whether that's okay or not. And they're being made without you. So I just think as successor trustees, we need to step up and do a better job. Um, You are required under California law to delegate responsibilities that you don't know how to do, which is doing the legal work, doing the tax work, doing the accounting work, doing the invest, doing the investment work, unless you're a professional, you know, unless you have a license to do those, you're not allowed to do this under California law. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all you do. Go enjoy the rest of your Taco Tuesday. Thank you. All right, bye. Okay, talk later. All right, stay stay tuned. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Um well, I'm there was a story that broke a couple days ago. I'm surprised it didn't get even more coverage. Uh, State Farm Insurance Company has says that they would no longer sell insurance coverage for new homes in California. Let that sink in a moment. 
the state's largest insurance company is not going to be offering home insurance to new customers. And the reason why they're saying this announcement was made last week, they're not going to insure new homes is due to the increased risk of catastrophes like wildfires. So, of course, the the climate change hucksters are, are blaming climate change, but they go on to say high construction cost. Because to repair, to rebuild a home, and who's responsible for the high construction cost? Who's responsible for the fact that it's going to cost $2 million to rebuild a home that probably shouldn't have been worth more than 300 k to begin with? Who's responsible for the high construction cost in, this, in, in the state of California? It's not the homeowners. It's not State Farm. In fact, it's not even climate change's fault <clears throat> There's, you know, in terms of the wildfires. Maybe if they were doing more deforestation, right, there wouldn't be such a problem. Not to mention the fact that, you know, we, we just, you know, just like in the South where we have hurricanes, there's no more hurricanes happening now than ever. It's just that's just the cycle of weather that happens in, in that area. And people people choose to live there. They need to have insurance for their homes. And if they don't have insurance, then they don't get to rebuild. And, you know, and it can be particularly when there's multiple hurricanes in a year, it can get sticky. It can get tough. There were a lot of people that had trouble getting more insurance after Katrina. Doesn't mean that climate change is the cause for for that. It just means that when you build expensive homes in areas that have in the Midwest where it's tornadoes, in the South it's hurricanes, out here it's wildfires because you're in a desert area and um, you know, and, and some of the some of the fires that we had in recent years were caused by not climate change. They were caused by SDG&E power lines. We had a string of wild uh, fires that happened here back in, I think it was fall 2017 going to 2018 that were caused major fires that were caused by homeless people. Remember the one that went up through Mulholland Drive and took out a lot of Bel Air? That was started by homeless people here. Well, how many, you know, it's just the combination is just too expensive for State Farm. This is scary news because think about the trickle effect that this can happen. Because, you know, if people aren't going to be able to get insurance, are people going to be able to sell their home? You don't get to, you don't, I'm not aware of the ability of if you're going to sell your home that your home insurance policy goes with it. Oh, well, Andrea, there's other insurance policies, but, you know, the, the, the less competition and when there when there's more competition, it drives the prices down, right? So if you've got fewer insurance companies providing insurance, their rates are going to go up. This has quite the quite quite the potential to damage the housing industry, one that's already damaged enough right now with construction cost, inflation, mortgage rates going up. This is the last thing that people need in terms of homes now supposedly it's not going to affect existing customers but i don't really know that that's true because what if your policy is up for renewal what if you had a claim in the past what if you're in an area um like east county that had a fire in the past you're going to be able to get renewed with state farm Mm, i don't know um i forgot to reintroduce you my man what's up that's skins i'm here what's up (laughs) That's it. Welcome back. Um, that's a little scary, don't you think, with the State Farm? Well, yeah, especially now. I, I I was thinking about it because you have a lot of people that are on for what we say is the other side of COVID. You know, people are just beyond the fear of it anymore, and they're you know at a better spot 
possibly maybe they want to buy a home before like the, the big hurt hits at the end of the year. And now maybe this will give them second thoughts about that. Yeah. Now, will State Farm, will it be somebody that's got a renter's policy with State Farm and they can then upgrade that to homeowners? Will State Farm do that? Uh, a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of questions. 888-344-1170 if you think you have answers or if you've got concerns or or, or do you think that this really is a bunch of n- n- no big deal? You mentioned a good point because, you know, State Farm, you know, that's, that's a huge player, you know, right at the top there. But you, so you take them out and, you, you know, I don't, don't have the exact number of the other companies involved, but the less competition, that's when you start getting the higher prices. Absolutely. Um, does the name, let me ask you this, does the name Cy Candula ring any bells? No, I haven't heard of that. Never heard of a Cy Candula. Name doesn't Where is he ring from? Any bell. Right. Um, he is from Chesterfield and he, Chesterfield, Missouri. And this is the guy that attempted to drive a U-Haul truck through the white and into the White House. Remember this guy? Didn't hear much about him last week, right? He, um, we were. I remember seeing a U-Haul truck with a, with a Nazi sign, a Nazi flag, or whatever, laying on the ground in front of him. This is a story that hasn't gotten a whole lot of press coverage. Eyewitnesses say the truck was driven twice into a barrier. At one point, um, he almost took out a couple of people in the process of of this. Um, according to um, he is what we know is that he is a non-U.S. citizen. We've been given no details about him other than that. Um, of course, we know that that uh, you know it. Initially, when we saw the U-Haul truck and there was a Nazi flag, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, is this some kind of, you know, false flag situation? It just looked a little too convenient, right? That a U-Haul rams into the White House with, you know, with a Nazi flag because, you know, they've been telling us, you know, oh, white supremacy is the greatest threat that we face. Then come to find out that the driver is, you know, from some other country. We don't really have any background on him. We know he's a non-U.S. citizen. We don't know how he came here. Was he part of some refugee program? But here's what we do know. We do know that according to federal prosecutors, uh, that he drove in, in, into, he missed two people before he was arrested. He had something called a green book that was obtained in which it stated that his plan was to, quote, get to the White House, seize power, and be put in charge of the nation. What does that sound like to you? Does that not sound like a coup attempt? Pretty similar. Yeah. Does that not sound like that? Uh, you know, Jan 6, nobody, nobody stated on Jan 6 that their attempt was to overthrow the government and seize power. It wasn't even at the White House. He had something called a green book in which he wrote multiple entries, including about harming family members and other individuals. The memo includes an excerpt um, about a planned speech that he was going to give after he seized power. And it reads, any opposition will be met with death penalty to make it clear. In other words, anybody who tried to come up against him will be killed. Right now, uh, he is being held uh, without bail. He was some kind of gig person. He has family in India who he's visited. Uh, we know that he is supposedly is a lawful permanent resident. Other than that, uh, guess what he was charged with? 
He tried to ram into the White House grounds, stated for the purpose of overthrowing the government, seizing power, transforming America, and he was going to kill anybody who tried to stop him. And guess what he was charged with? Depredation of property. An attack on property. Hmm. How many people? Over 800 people? Did they, did they round up and throw into the gulag up to 24 months where people didn't even get a hearing, denied bail? And this guy clearly states that his purpose is to overthrow the government at the White House and murder people. And he's been charged with depredation of property, which is an attack on property. This must be dealt with. And I'm sick and tired of DeSantis people all day long spending all their time going after Trump. When what they, which tells me and denying, as I said before, denying anything is wrong with our elections. Because our FBI, our DOJ are completely corrupt. We have no rule of law in this country. And if you don't get that, something's wrong with you. Look, I get that there was criticisms of, of Trump today because Trump is, is attacking DeSantis too much. And I get it. Trump today, by the way, um, we're going to take a break in a moment. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney. But let me tee it up for Brian because today Trump actually in order to attack DeSantis, actually propped up Governor Cuomo out of New York as the best governor in response to COVID. That's really bad strategy. Trump needs to stay focused on this. He needs to stay. He needs to be running a general uh, election campaign. He needs to be talking about all the successes that he had and everything that was left unfinished, and particularly the deep state. He needs to not run away from talking about the election integrity issues. He needs because the FBI and the deep state are right in the middle of it. The FBI and the DOJ covering up the crimes of the Biden family and the Democrats seeking to control the outcome of our elections through a variety of means, which includes persecuting and prosecuting those who are part of the political opposition and giving a pass to all the criminals on the street, whether it's this guy or all the ones jacking people and beating up people like have we had arrest for the throngs of people that beat up two Marines over Memorial Day weekend. No, our criminals like those ones uh, robbing Lululemon, they're all getting a pass. That's what Trump needs to do. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney of Red Wave America and get his perspective on this. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I reached out to my dear friend, Brian Maloney, my spicy fried chicken, my comfort food. But you know what, my man? You almost got outbeat in the comfort food category. At an, oh, I, went to no. an, I went to an Amish market when I was in Annapolis at the Naval Academy. Have you ever been to an Amish market? Uh, uh, no, I haven't been to an Amish market, but you were back east and you didn't come visit me. I, I can't believe it. Well, dude, I was in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, yeah, you weren't nearby. I you wasn't near nearby, no, but no, no. yeah, you need to get your hiney out here to the West Coast. <laughs> Let yeah, me show you. I need to make a visit home to California, <laughs> don't I? It's been too long. Yep. 
Well, um, I got to tell you, one good thing about the fact that besides the amazing food at Amish Market, as well as the, I mean, I can't be back there and not eat crab. I ate a crab. I went to this place called Chicken Ruth's and got a crab cake that was the size of gator. And I mean, that was the best crab cake I've ever had. I had crab balls. I had crab dip. I mean, I I blew it out with the food back there. Oh, Um, man. Good, good. But I also, um, on the yard there, there's almost no cell service. So I ended up being pretty much completely unplugged and really I'm still trying to get caught up. So one of the reasons why I hate to put you on the spot, my man, but I'm like, who can I bring on tonight who can catch me up, give great political perspective (laughs) on the Republican Party, everything that's happening, particularly as we're going into 2024. I was gone when DeSantis, I left when DeSantis announced and I've been out. I came back and it's... Oh, you were out that long? Oh yeah, I was gone. I was there for the the whole commissioning week because at Annapolis, it's not just a graduation ceremony the entire week is dedicated to their commissioning with all kinds of events such a beautiful place i've been there before oh, it's amazing it's amazing so what is your perspective because i'm looking and i'm seeing polling today that's telling me that trump's lead has expanded since desantis announced what's going on well, yeah so that's the thing so the question now is andrea why is desantis in the race why isn't he just waiting four years uh, which would be so much smarter in four years. We don't have this conflict going on. So, you know, keep, I'm seeing a lot of chatter about this. If DeSantis is 35 points behind in the polling, he's never, ever, ever going to overcome that number. So what is this about? And what I'm hearing from people is, you know, in the know, they are saying that this is just kind of a sabotage effort to, you know, you can force Trump to spend a lot of money on the primaries and wouldn't have to spend otherwise, uh, you know, right? Because he could save his money for the general. So it's like a spoiler situation where you try to wear down his energy, his money, his whatever. But I don't understand what's in it for DeSantis. I mean, there's, now there are billionaire donors who are throwing money at DeSantis that there's no tomorrow. I mean, we're seeing that there's, in fact, there's some weird shenanigans going on with a pro DeSantis PAC, super PAC, that was somehow they found a legal loophole to uh, send money straight to DeSantis from the super PAC. Normally that's illegal. I mean, very illegal. Yeah. Um, And yet they're saying that because DeSantis wasn't yet a declared candidate, there's some legal loophole. I I don't know. I think it's going to end up in court. But this massive amount of money came through this DeSantis super PAC uh, to DeSantis himself. I mean, you know, I have a super package, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the bottom line is, like, you know, you, you have one eye that's not dotted or T that's not crossed. And that FEC, I mean, they're all, they're breathing down your neck. I mean, I, you know, I, nothing worse than getting letters from those people. You know, yeah, hey, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. Um, and so, you know, to this serious money we're talking about with this and the guy. So, you know, who's paving the way for this is what I'm saying. You know, is the swamp paving the way for the rules to be bet for DeSantis? And then that starts to have you question, you know, who's really backing him and why? What's this really about? And I think that's what we need to talk about because you tell me, Andrea, how he overcomes a 35-point gap between now and the first primaries next year. I don't see it happening in fact, as you're pointing out, the polls seem to be moving against DeSantis. And the reason they're moving, you know, were you even in a way when DeSantis made the botched 
Twitter announcement with uh, it was with Elon Musk and all that when it was at Cisco on Twitter. Were you? Did you even miss that? I no. I I heard of. I heard about that. I that I was traveling that day. I think. No, it was it was a fiasco, uh, and it was really strange. And they put together this bizarre campaign video that I thought was a parody. And I was, for real, I thought it was a parody, and I was asking everybody, I know, like, you know, is this real? No, that was a real, you know, a campaign video, and it sounds like something that would be a skit on Saturday Night Live. You know, I mean, and the question is, a lot of what we need to know is what is it with this Christina Pushaw, Pushaw, whatever? I don't know how to say her name correctly, but I mean, this woman's connections to all kinds of shadowy figures in East Europe. Yeah, um, you know, she she is tied to like uh, a CIA backed government in the Republic of Georgia. She's tied to all, she's like 32 years old. I don't even know how she's had time uh, to be tied to all these shadowy governments and figures around the world. But this woman is like a globalist dream. uh, And she's 32 years old. She's running this guy's campaign. She's been running things for him for a while. I don't know how anybody can have a background like hers at her age. But it's been nothing but, uh, you know, shadowy globalist figures from day one. And I don't see how anything that she's doing is effective because all of it's right in the, out in the open. You can see, I mean, it's so obvious what she's doing. I don't understand why DeSantis uh, all his eggs in her basket. I can't. The connection between those two needs to be explored way, way more. Uh, so that we can, you know, figure out what's really going on here, because the DeSantis campaign itself is fishy. The whole thing is fishy. If he doesn't have a prayer, what's going on? It's a great question. All of it is. And I saw a headline today or yesterday, I think, when I was traveling, that um, she got into some a mediaite. I think it was had an article that that she had gotten into some fight with some 16 year old over Botox and they were like Trump, uh, DeSantis's top advisor gets into a Twitter battle of a kid over over Botox after a disastrous rollout and I thought wow I've got to get caught up here um, yeah. it, 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 well, no I mean we're going to be finding out things like that for a while you know so I mean that that's that's the whole thing here so I mean the more that we explore the background I think you want to explore her background right uh, and then you start asking questions. Why in the world, uh, you know, is she running his campaign? It's a strange choice. And she does strange things. I think she follows me on Twitter. I, I, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, man. Uh, but, I mean, and then she's been blocking some people or whatever. But her, you know, it's just really, really strange. Well, she is strange. Um, she's she's a foreign. She was registered as a foreign agent. Her, You know, for all of... It, uh, one of the questions that I've had about DeSantis from the beginning, I've liked him as a governor, but my question was really about him was, does he have an understanding about what the deep state threat is? And is he prepared and willing to do anything about it? And first of all, he can't do anything about it if he's going to be beholden to the establishment in order to um, uh, run. And that seems to be, you know, kind of what the situation is. I well, don't... yeah, that's what we already know. It's already completely obvious. Yeah. And I will tell you, though, that's why I think that what Trump needs to do is not do stupid stuff like he did today, where he's praising Andrew Cuomo as governor in response to COVID. And no, I, they, he needs to get off of that. I don't know where he got started with that. And I saw some stats that they're trying to use to back that up or whatever. But 
Look, nobody is going to believe. I mean, DeSantis, I don't, did he do a great job with this in Florida? And no, not, not really. But you cannot go out there and say he did worse. Than, nobody was worse than Cuomo. Right. I mean, nobody was worse than Andrew Cuomo. So what, what is this, you know, I, so that, I mean, it, what it shows is that he's still getting bad advice, too. Although it's interesting, because so much of the attention has been focused on DeSantis for the last couple of weeks, any mistakes that Trump might be making are not really in the headlines as much because everything right now is it's, it's actually, I think DeSantis in the race is actually accidentally benefiting Trump. Yeah. It's taking eyes off of him. So when he does do these things, it, it ends up, you know, not making as much news. So, I mean, there are so many weird variables in this one, in this race, this time that we've never seen before. We're just living in a really weird world now. And we don't know, you know, who's behind what and what their real motives or agendas are. But we should be suspicious of absolutely everyone and everything. That's right. That's me. And Scott Pressler, the persistence, who's done more to, to, you know, help the party in terms of getting people registered and working, working the ground, had a great meme the other day. And it showed the Democrats, this huge monster Democrat in the back with doing ballot harvesting and then showing these two little characters, Trump and DeSantis, fighting it out. And I thought that's so true. Uh, Meanwhile, you know, neither one of them, somebody... Trump needs to be focused on the general, and that includes getting his machine ready to go in. Because well, you're yeah, right, if you're De- 35 points ahead, yeah. you should be focused on that, not DeSantis. A- absolutely. So that, then that calls into question who's running his show. Exactly. So hold on, hold on, Brian Maloney. Yeah. I-, I need you to hold on. You're going to stick oh, yeah, over, okay. whether you like it or not. We're going to hold <laughs> Maloney over for a break, and we come back. I got to play. We got to shift gears because they're going after white women now, like they always do, going into 2024. And I got to play a clip from. A man Maloney and get his reaction on the other side of the break. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Continuing my discussion with Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. Of course, um, in the left, in their identity politics game, they always turn to women as we approach uh, midterms and certainly the general election. Who doesn't remember the Mitt Romney has a binder full of women stuff, right? Remember in uh, back in 2000, uh, was that 2012, right? They, but they, they're always going against the women. Well, that, well, at that point, they were attacking Republican men. Now they, their attack is against the women themselves, which is a key voting group. So Brian Maloney, I want to play this clip for you at least as much of it as we can stomach from the view as they explain why white women only vote Republican clip 11. I, I have a different I have a similar theory and and it's borne out when you look at the studies and when you when you read books like uh, it's a book that came out a long time ago about she owned owned property as well meaning white women own slaves as well. Um, I, I think that women white women in particular want to protect this patriarchy here because it's to their benefit. Yeah. They want to make sure that their husbands do well. They want to make sure that their sons do well. They want to make sure that their children do well and they want to make sure that they do well. Most of the women <gasps> in some of these studies are married white women and they do fall in line with what their husbands are doing, what their how their husbands are voting. What do you attribute the continued Cuomo support among women, female voters or Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton support? I think I think the part of that 
Oh, thank you. That's nice. <laughs> I have to be uh, up for think, one. <laughs> I, I think I think part part of that is is to Joy's position. They think that those uh, the the policies of let's say a Clinton is going to yes. is is in line with their policies. I think with white female Republicans, you have a Republican Party that is taking away your health right to decide for but yourself. An, you have all of these there's things. There's an actual quote in this article, one of the women. people interviewed, who says, I think Trump's an idiot. I hate him as a person. <laughs> Jeez. But I'm concerned about the economy. I can barely afford to live. <laughs> I went to college. I can't listen to these haints anymore. I, uh, Brian Maloney, yeah, your yeah. response. I can't believe you, you were able to stomach that long of that clip. I mean, it's just insane. You know, I mean, what it's first of all, it's patently false. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, the majority of white female voters in America vote Democrat. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, that is not a majority group. So I don't know what they're talking. And, you know, on one hand, they're trying to erase women off the face of the earth, which we're seeing them do every single day. Women yep. don't exist anymore. But then when they decide for a moment or two that women do exist, uh, you know, then it's, uh, you know, look at, they're just doing what their husbands want them to do, you know, it's like, Which I mean, is so how, insulting. How, how <laughs> unfair is that? And, you know, that ABC runs some garbage like that and thinks that's good programming. And I, I can't, you know, unless you're stuck in a doctor's office, I mean, the only time <laughs> I, you know, if I, unless I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment, I would never see a moment of the view, but you know, they always seem to have something obnoxious like that on when you're sitting there waiting for the doctor or whatever and you know you want to just say hey can you please change the channel when of course uh, they but- got this dark-headed farah woman who you know was in the trump administration and of course we always have these brain dead bents you know who just you know like tommy Laren, right who made a name for herself right. yeah yeah you know by being a conservative and then went on the view and basically you know caved on abortion because they just want to be you know they're so desperate for some camera time right um yeah, you know we, you know and then when they so when they have the token conservative on there it's only because of, uh, of an idiot like Elizabeth Hasselbeck was a real conservative, but bless her heart. I mean, she couldn't she couldn't carry on a debate with an aunt. OK, let's just be straight about it. So the whole purpose of these women is not that they be smart. They don't have not that they and there's nothing about views or opinions. Right. It's all about attacking women. These women are so stupid yeah. that they don't even see that they're being used. They're they're the quintessential useful well, idiots. Yeah, well, yeah, but for them to say women own slaves what woman had any power back in the old south they weren't even able to vote they weren't able to vote so what are they talking about women didn't own anything back then any more than the slaves owned anything the men did they're rewriting history and they don't care what the facts are anymore they just rewrite it and their way it goes it doesn't matter what is recorded in any history book uh they and they make it up as they go along next week history will be revised some other way you know, that's what you see every week. They've revised it some new way. You know, it, it, just, it never ends. Uh, the, the stupidity and the extremism, it never ends, you know, until you have, you know, these bizarre displays at Target or whatever, you know, and then the company, oh, I, I can't imagine why, uh, you know, our customers didn't like their Satan shirts. I mean, it's like, well, you know, you, you really thought there was some huge segment of customers out there that were dying for Satan shirts. You know, I'm sure you can order those online if you really want them or whatever. But, you know, you, you really thought that should be a front display for everybody walking into Target to get, you know, whatever yeah. it is they buy at Target. You know, I'm in there to buy, I don't know, frozen pizza or something. And, oh, look. 
you know, the, the new line of Satan T-shirts. Oh, you know, get get me one of those. I mean, uh, it's just bizarre what the, the courtrooms, uh, the, I'm sorry, not courtrooms, the, the corporate boardrooms. Um, I mean, what are they thinking? Well, did you hear about Chick-fil-A today? They, yeah, they announced yeah, yeah. their diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, you know, this will help us, you know, serve better care. You're serving chicken, okay? Yeah. It ain't Chick- got anything chicken. to do with anybody's in, anybody's gender identity. Fry up the chicken and make sure it's juicy and put it put a pickle <laughs> on it, okay? And shut up, okay? Don't be, what, what now? When, when I'm dry, in the drive-thru, uh, you're going you're gonna to be serving up what? Well, I mean, what are you going to, what, what, well, I'm yeah, not going to be eating their commie crap sandwiches. One yeah, minute but, left. Wrap us up, Brian Maloney. Yeah, but Chick-fil-A went woke a while ago. And people yeah, they just did. didn't notice. That's actually not new. But I saw a lot of people in an uproar over this today, I guess because Chick-fil-A put out some kind of statement. Yeah. So look, you know, we've got, it's going to be nutty out there from here till next November's election. And we're going to be having this stuff coming at us nonstop. Uh, we're not even going to be able to keep up with it. So, I mean, we're going to need, you know, five hours a night to talk about this stuff. You're going to need to be on frequently to talk me off the ledge, man. <laughs> you know, that's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you for being here, my dear. And you guys need you to follow bet. Brian. Uh, tell everybody your Twitter handle and your true social where uh, they can follow. So on Twitter, it's at S scalpings. It's, I, I don't even have time to explain why, but it's S. S-C-A-L-P-I-N-G-S. And then on Facebook, it's Red Wave America. And one word, Red Wave America. Love to have all you there. All right, my dear. Love to have you here. Thank you for being here tonight. You bet. All right. Tomorrow's hump day. Of course, we're going to have Dave Elhoff is going to be on to the financial thought doctor. We're going to be continuing to talk about the debt situation. And guess who else is coming on tomorrow night's show? Wayne Allen Root. Root for America. The Energizer Bunny is going to be here. I can't wait to uh, talk to him. You know, he had that book out, Bicot, um, among many books. So he's going to be here. We're going to get, uh, we've we've got a request in for Congressman Biggs. He usually responds to us pretty quickly about coming on. So hopefully we'll get him on as well. Uh, there's continuing, in addition to the debt situation, we've got a continuing crisis at the border we've got to be talking about. Because guess how much money is in there? to give 30 million illegal aliens a path to citizenship. So we've got much we've got to continue talking about. Follow me on all the socials. Don't forget you can download our podcast. We have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.